Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's Hit Music Station, FM 104, Louise with you till one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by the host of the Weekly Watch and entertainment reporter Orla Condon. Hello, how are you? Hey, Louise. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Getting Good. excited for kind of the Halloween now buzz behind us. There is a nice oh vibe with the nice coloured leaves and pumpkins and, and all that. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> I think we're taking any positive at the moment. 100%. Latching onto it as tight as possible. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm going home to carve my uh, my pumpkin, so. Oh, nice. That's a nice spend today. I know, right? But tell me, what should we be watching this week? Okay, so we've got, we've got a mixed bag this week. Uh Mostly things I wouldn't have watched holding my hands up if we didn't have to cover them on the podcast, but I'm yeah. very glad I did. Uh, first up is the number one turning thing on Netflix at the minute. It's called The Queen's Gambit. It's yeah. a seven-episode miniseries on Netflix that's based on the 1983 novel of the same name from Walter Tevis. Uh, and like I said, it's trending, I think, number one at the minute on Netflix. It's proving hugely popular. It tells the story of a young orphan called Beth Harmon, kind of in the 1950s, but follows her through from the age of eight to the age of 22 as she learns to play the game of chess and kind of starts her work to become a grandmaster in chess and it is truly gripping well you mightn't think chess would be the most engaging of sports to watch in, in, in a tv show this is honestly gorgeous to watch and if you watch the trail you get that vibe from it straight away like it's a real yeah. heavy vibe not your usual sort of vibe that you get from a chess movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's, she's a complicated character she has had a, a really rough upbringing and when she gets to the orphan she also be, kind of it shows the early signs of her addiction issues and she has quite an addictive personality and that kind of rears its head throughout the show. So it's kind of her battling her inner demons along with kind of battling these major chess players who all are men and therefore belittle her and, and don't think that she's capable of the task being a teenage girl in the in the 1950s and 1960s. Um, but it really is a really rewarding um well-rounded drama series on Netflix like I said seven episodes is really nice they're all lengthy episodes so I will say that they're really sitting around the hour mark so this it's an investment but it's beautifully shot gorgeous costuming Um, it's a really immersive drama we have a little clip of it all those men I don't mind it chess isn't always competitive chess can also be beautiful You're an orphan, Beth. I'm fine being alone. I feel safe in an entire world of just 64 squares. Yeah, it definitely sounds like an interesting watch for sure. Yeah, she's a very interesting character and it's all kind of set through the the, the prism of chess and and how she kind of relates to the game and all that kind of stuff and her forming relationships with her competitors and how she kind of 
interact with them having had a quite a stunted upbringing um, there's bonus points for anyone who can figure out who the, some of the stars are in the show there's some really familiar faces from our childhood that appear in, in the show okay. um, one that's quite surprising uh, Harry Potter someone that appeared in Harry Potter appears mm. in the show and I'm sure you'll have a oh my god that's whoever <laughs> that moment, when you see yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh my God, this is your man. And so for a second, you're kind of going, how do I know that person? Yeah, yeah. And I don't recognize him sat behind the chessboard. Why don't I? Oh, because he doesn't have a broom. Um, (laughs) So that would be enjoyable for some people who who will remember those characters. But really, really interesting. Um, It's a really gripping show once you get into it. And it's a very rewarding end. And I would highly recommend it. Brilliant. And then we have The Grand Army. Yeah, so this is this is a nine episode series that landed on Netflix in the last couple of weeks. Um, it's not appearing anywhere on the trending list here in Ireland. It's not being marketed to Irish viewers, which makes mm-hmm. me kind of curious about who the target market is. And it, it, once you start watching, you quickly figure out that probably the, the main target market is Gen Z American high schoolers who are okay. woke and politically active and you know very in touch with some of the political movements that we've seen even this year kind of be uh, at the forefront, like the Black Lives Matter movement and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it follows a group of teenagers in a high school in Grand Army in Brooklyn, New York. And it's kind of all about portraying their real lived experience of being a teenager in a big city today. Um, I have never felt, as someone in my late 20s who loves a teen drama, I have never felt so old <laughs> as when I started watching this Um it's just there's such a and I don't use the word woke in kind of a, a mocking way like yeah. they're just so woke to the political landscape and the real threat to people of their age group uh, like I said it touches on things like Black Lives Matter it touches on the Free the Nipple campaign it uh, echoes the players taking a knee during the national anthem as with mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick and, and people like that um, and even I, I have it written here in the first three episodes alone they deal with uh, terrorist attacks sexual assault sexual identity racial injustice and sexism so by no means wow. is this a light teen drama that we're yeah. used to this is very much a, a heavy show I think sometimes it struggles under the weight of those kind of burdenous topics I don't think it manages it as well as shows like Euphoria yeah. which seems to balance that kind of um, those kind of darker issues in teenage life a little bit better uh, nonetheless it was worth a watch I do think they've got for a second season they seem to be setting it up nicely um, so if you want to look at what teen dramas look like now this <laughs> might be a good way of doing it <laughs> I have a little clip although it doesn't give a lot of way of it but have a listen yeah. <laughs> I got plenty of stuff I need protection from and not one of them is what will happen if I step out that door right now that's the school to prison pipeline they're my friends part of me feels like I'm betraying them Oh, around, bro. Yeah, like it doesn't really tell you exactly yeah, the, what it's about straight off. No, the trailer the trailer is absolutely useless. Like it's totally <laughs> it's useless. You really don't get an idea for it until you actually start to watch it. It has the look of kind of a really slickly made reality show almost when you start it. It feels very kind of, you know, fly on the wall type series. Um for me, it didn't quite hit the mark as well as, say, uh, Euphoria did. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, a rewarding enough watch. And if, like I said, if you're interested in, in teen dramas and like to see the evolution of them from the earlier days of our own teenage years, then this is a good, a good place to look. Brilliant. And then Dawson's Creek. Yeah, and then if you hate it and want to remember <laughs> what a real teen drama looks like, <laughs> Dawson's that. Creek is back on our screens and I'm so happy. Um, it lands on Netflix this weekend, so I'm sure a lot of people will be going back to binge the show that ran for six seasons between 1998 and 2003, which is actually sickening when you think of that time. Like, it's Mad, wild. It? Mad. Wild. I have a little clip just to rem- oh, remind I can't everybody. Wait. <laughs> All right, what did you mean by that? Oh, what? About me knowing you better than anybody else. Exactly what I said, Pacey. You know me, okay? And uh, 
in a way that nobody else besides Dawson ever has. We're not has, talking about so... Dawson right now. We're talking about me. I mean, you can't keep on doing this to doing me, Potter. what? What, so I count on you and I tell you secrets and, and suddenly... And you call me in the middle of the night to pick you up. Why? Well, I'm sorry that I called. I thought that I... I'm not mad that you called me. I just want to know why you called me. Like, it's so mad. That, that uh, program lived on for a very yeah. long time after it ended. Yeah, uh, like it's the actually memes funny that you played that clip. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you played that clip because I was actually, when I heard the news that it was coming to Netflix, I went on a bit of a YouTube scramble and that was <laughs> the first one that I clicked on because I was like, oh, this moment was so iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those kind of cult teen dramas that, like you said, has lived on for, yeah. the, for the years since. It kind of lives there with like Buffy and, and shows like that that just, for some reason, people keep revisiting. Um, I actually went back and binged Dawson's Creek about four or five years ago because I was just curious to see how it stood up. Yeah. The first season is traumatizing. Like it's just <laughs> wild how dated it is. Yeah, um, it's mad. But if isn't you can get past that first, yeah, if you can get past that first season, it kind of warps into a, a kind of a drama that's scripted a little bit more cohesively and and it tells more of a story. Um, and it's also just nice to look back at people like Katie Holmes and Michelle Williams yeah. and Joshua Jackson and all these people when they were little babies crying on a dock. You mad, know, isn't all those it? memes yeah. that we love now. It's mad. So tell us, where can people keep up to date with you this week? Yeah, they can find new episodes of the Weekly Watch on all of their favourite podcast platforms. We'll be Mm -hmm. talking about some of the shows I just chatted with you in a little bit more in-depth and some other options if you're looking for more TV binging. And you can find me on social media at Orla Condon. Amazing. Thanks so much, Orla. Thanks, Louise. Chat soon. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.